Liberal and NDP MPs shut down a motion to condemn over 80 incidents of arson and vandalism targeting churches across Canada. Amid outcry from Atlantic provinces and politicians, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is suspending the carbon tax on home heating oil for the next three years. Doctor-assisted suicide made up 4% of all deaths in Canada in 2022. Hello Canada, it's Friday, October 27th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Cosmin Georgia. And I'm William Macbeth. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. Liberal and NDP MPs swiftly struck down a motion on Tuesday by Conservative MP Arnold Viersen to condemn over 80 incidents of arson and vandalism targeting churches across Canada. The motion presented at the Indigenous and Northern Affairs Committee on October 24th aimed to denounce the arson and vandalism on the 83 affected churches across the country, extend condolences to affected communities, and call for justice against the perpetrators. Many of the arson incidents targeted churches on First Nations territory, including St. Bernard Catholic Church in Gruard, Alberta, which was completely engulfed in flames earlier this year as a result of an arson. True North has compiled a map featuring all of the incidents following the 2021 claim that over 200 suspected graves were discovered by ground-penetrating radar near a residential school in Kamloops, British Columbia. Viersen's motion stated that it be reported to the House that the committee condemned the arson and attacks of over 80 churches across Canada and in particular extend their condolences to the community of Gruard and Capuino First Nation with the loss of St. Bernard's Church, one of the oldest churches in Alberta, a piece of history, the building that holds memories for generations of community members, and that the committee reaffirm freedom of religion and assembly and call on those responsible for these attacks to be brought to justice. However, instead of adopting the motion, Liberal MP Jamie Baptiste called for a vote to adjourn the debate, which successfully passed, receiving seven votes in favor as opposed to four votes against. In a statement, Viersen called the decision to end the debate shameful and a disgrace to the memories of those affected. So I, I listened to this exchange in committee a little bit, and uh, it's quite interesting how Liberal MP uh, Jamie Baptiste kind of shuffles off this um, motion here to denounce church arsons he couches this all in the claim that you know it's we have to deal with uh reconciliation and it might be triggering for some people but yet they're not willing to address this issue head on when will the liberal government ever look into the church burnings william well it's an interesting point i mean part of me wants to say the answer is they'll never look into it and in fact if you think back to when the rash of church arsons was happening, it was receiving very little attention from the federal government and even from legacy media as well. They might report on it, but they certainly didn't give it the full attention it deserved as such a serious issue. In fact, this product, which you put together, showing the map of the 80 churches that were vandalized and destroyed across Canada, got far more pickup by international legacy media outlets than it did here in Canada. So 
I think the sad answer is this current government is never going to take this issue seriously or get to the bottom of it. Yeah, and it seems like the media has been complicit in it. And I think one of the major things motivating me to put together these incidents into one resource was the lack of coverage elsewhere. And as you said, it it was really like journalists in the United States who who looked into this uh, matter from a broader context instead of just reporting the individual fires. I think like Newsweek did a uh, whole piece on the church burnings in Canada mentioning our map, but also Wall Street Journal did so before that. So what is this vacuum? Like, why is this silence happening from the legacy media in Canada on this? I think they've actually fallen down on the entire issue, not just on the burning of churches and the vandalism, but also on how they've reported on the discovery of suspected unmarked graves. In fact, True North was pretty well the only media outlet that urged caution and studying the actual facts behind the situation rather than jumping on board with this narrative that, while tragic, hasn't borne out to be completely true. And it took an entire year for some legacy media to really change how they covered it. And it was a lonely year for True North while we were the only ones saying, you know, if true, of course, this is a tremendous tragedy, but there's still a lot of unanswered questions, including we're not 100% sure what's in any of these depressions detected by ground penetrating radar since we haven't proceeded. There's been no proceeding with an investigation into it. So uh, I'd say the legacy media really demonstrated a failure from top to bottom on how it covered the entire issue from the discovery of the suspected graves through to ignoring these church burnings and arsons, or all but ignoring them. Some rural Canadians are getting a modest reprieve from the carbon tax. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said Thursday his government would put a three-year freeze on the carbon tax for home heating oil. Trudeau announced a doubling of the rural supplement to the carbon tax rebate. Today, we are announcing a three-year pause on the federal pollution price on heating oil so that we can give everyone the time and ability to switch to heat pumps. The Trudeau government plans to offer new programs to rural Canadians to incentivize them to switch to alternate heating options. Conservative leader Pierre Polliver took Trudeau's announcement as proof the current government is, quote, not worth the cost. Polliver posted on X, quote, after plummeting in the polls, a flailing, desperate Trudeau is now flipping and flopping on the carbon tax as I am holding a gigantic axe the tax rally in a liberal-held Atlantic riding. Atlantic Canadians have been particularly affected by the carbon tax. Liberal Member of Parliament from Newfoundland, Ken MacDonald, voted with the Conservatives on a motion to suspend the carbon tax earlier this month. The federal carbon tax will apply to all provinces and territories that don't have a carbon pricing system that Ottawa considers sufficient enough to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Households in those provinces are entitled to a rebate to offset the tax. Currently, the tax is fixed at $65 per ton of emissions and set to rise by $15 every year through to 2030. So, Kostman, I think the real question people have is, we've had this carbon tax now in some parts of Canada for uh, years and years, maybe even uh, more than a decade, and yet carbon emissions seem to just keep climbing. Is it finally time 
to say out loud what everybody has known, I think right from the beginning, that the carbon tax is having absolutely no impact on reducing carbon emissions. Well, look, I, I think that's definitely true, but not just the federal carbon tax, but here in British Columbia, I think BC was the first province in Canada to implement a carbon tax way before anybody else. And it hasn't done anything. Like look at the uh, wildfire season this summer. It was uh, one of the worst on record. And yet we're in a province that has implemented some of the most dramatic uh, environmental measures, including uh, a tanker ban. So uh, it, it doesn't work. I think Canadians don't have an appetite for it. But I also think that the Trudeau government is starting to get uh, a little bit of pushback, especially concerning that Supreme Court decision on the uh, Assessment Act, which quite rightly stated that this surpasses their jurisdiction on several matters. Now we know that like the federal carbon tax has been fought out in court and the Supreme Court has often sided with the federal government. But from a, a politics perspective, I think the liberals realize that they have to start backing off a little bit on the environmental uh, pressure because even within their own caucus, uh, especially Easter, uh, MPs who represent Eastern provinces, their constituents are telling them, we don't want this. This is not working for us. It's time for a change. Well, I have to imagine the location of the outcry, the most recent outcry, has to play a factor. You know, here in Alberta, where I live, uh, the carbon tax is not very popular. If you ask an average Albertan what they think of it, they say they're opposed to it. But I noticed the liberals, the federal liberal government didn't rush to uh, cancel the carbon tax or pause the carbon tax despite an outcry from Alberta. And I wonder if that's because we only have two liberal seats in this province, whereas in Atlantic Canada, it's one of the few remaining strongholds for the federal liberal government. They hold virtually every seat there. And I, I think maybe that's what's really driving their decision, the political calculus, not the environmental one, uh, which, of course, uh, is interesting just given how low the current government is polling right across the country. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Health Canada's latest findings that assisted suicide made up 4% of all deaths in Canada has raised alarm among various groups and experts who are calling for more comprehensive palliative care options and a reconsideration of expanding eligibility of expanding eligibility for euthanasia. Health Canada released its fourth annual report on medical assistance in dying in Canada Wednesday, revealing that assisted suicide accounted for 4.1% of all deaths in the country during this past year marking a substantial increase from prior years. In 2022, there were 13,241 medical assistance in dying deaths reported, 
reflecting a staggering 31.2% growth rate compared to the previous year. The data also showed that all provinces except Manitoba and the Yukon witnessed a steady year-over-year increase in medically-assisted deaths. Since the introduction of federal-made legislation in 2016, 44,958 medically-assisted deaths have been reported in Canada. Medical ethics journalist Alexander Raikin pointed out on X that if assisted suicide were listed as an official cause of death, it would be the fifth leading cause of death in Canada. The social policy think tank Cardis decried the growth in a press release emphasizing the need for enhanced palliative care options as an alternative to assisted suicide. They argued that the rapid growth in medically assisted deaths is alarming and there is pressing need to prioritize mental health care over expanding eligibility for euthanasia and assisted suicide, especially when 82% of Canadians support this approach, according to a recent poll. William, the federal government uh, not only wants to keep assisted suicide around, they want to expand it to those suffering from mental illness as a sole criteria. But I've seen polls that don't necessarily uh, show a widespread support for expanding assisted suicide services in Canada to the mentally ill. But not only that, there's also been talk of expanding it to those who suffer from drug addictions. Will the Liberals ever back off? I know they've uh, conducted or are conducting a review after uh, some groups raised concerns, uh, particularly around the ethics of this and and how it would affect uh, disabled people, for example. Yeah, I mean, I think everyday Canadians would be horrified to discover that those suffering from mental health issues would have access to medical assistance in dying, in other words, suicide. The idea that you're depressed, that you're suffering from anxiety, that you have addiction issues, uh, or that you're living under mental duress because of conditions like poverty, uh, and that the answer is medical assistance in dying suicide, I think just absolutely rubs Canadians the wrong way. I think they're outraged by it. And especially because in the future, this legislation could be expanded to include uh, Canadians under 18 years of age, in other words, children. So I think the federal government is putting a pause on this because Canadians will not support it. The fact that it's even being considered is appalling to Canadians. And certainly, I think if you're someone who is suffering from a mental health problem, Canadians believe that you need help and love, not government death. So I'm really hopeful that this pause turns into a permanent ban on expanding made eligibility to Canadians suffering from mental health issues. That's it for today, folks. Don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. Don't forget to share our work with your friends and neighbors. And if able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news.